to all my heavy hitters and lockdown defenders. Welcome to Sports Talk with Coach and Kirk, episode 81, man. We're back in the building, man, each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your popular platforms you get your podcast from. I'm your host, Coach Defrance, alongside my guy, my alias member of the podcast, Kyrie Johnson, artist formerly known as Coach Kirk. And we got a special guest in the building this week. We got Coach Mike Dub on the line here. What's going on, good brothers? How y'all doing today? What's happening? What's happening in the building? Indeed, sure. indeed, indeed. So it'll be an epic show, man. We had a great show with Coach uh, Mike Dub last time. We're going to do it again this week. So, man, we got a lot of news and views to talk about this week. There is a podcast with Barbershop, the highly rated, never duplicated spectacle of Sports Talk Radio. That is Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt. We are live and direct in your builders and in your airways and in your headphones. Man, as always, what we do in this show, in this here uh, podcast, is we start off with what's hot in the NBA streets. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, so it wouldn't be a show with, with, with Coach Mike Dub unless we talked about <laughs> the lovely knickerbockers of the New York City oh, yeah. franchise. Got to, got to, you know. Indeed, got to. indeed. So now, when I thought about bringing him back on the show and talk about these knickerbockers, I thought we was going to be talking about a hot streak, but uh, it's, it's been up and down for the Knicks this <laughs> this uh, this year. So I want to get his perspective on what's going on with the Knicks, and 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 let's project out as far as how we feel about the roster and where it, they're headed as far as uh, uh, the season is concerned. So give us your breakdown, Coach. You know, I, I'll say this. Early on, I think a few few weeks back when we were on, we talked about projections for the season. I said I, I think we were going to, you know, be – I think I, I said if, what, maybe a low seed into the playoffs or barely missing the playoffs, one or the other. Right. I say this, we're exactly where I thought we would be. You know, right now we're winning games that we should win, beating teams that we should beat, and mm-hmm. then we're losing to the teams that, you know, if you would look on paper, you would think that we would lose to. So I, I would say we're exactly where we should be. I would say the one thing that kind of, uh, you know, is a is a red, I wouldn't say a red flag, but one thing that you want to think about, there's been times in the past where we got off to a hot start, and then normally around Christmas time, we start to hit that wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we won, I think, like three three games in a row or something like that early in the year. It seems mm-hmm. like we're starting to hit that wall a little earlier than normal. So that would lead me to believe that at some point throughout the season, it's going we're going to hit that difficult stretch, you know, and where we're going to lose more games than we win. So I would like to see us, you know, win a lot more of these close games and a lot more of these tough opponents early on so we can give ourselves something to fall back on in mm-hmm. those, you know, those months after the all-star break and things like that. Cause we all know that's when guys start to turn around. That's when you see the separators, you know, the, the contenders start to separate. So mm-hmm. it would be nice if we can, you know, pull out some more close wins to kind of give us some more leeway. But as of now, I think we're exactly where we would be, which is uh, a 500 team around or maybe slightly below average or, or average at that. Um, you know, the one thing that I will say that hurts is every time I see Donovan Mitchell go off, it's still going to hurt, man. I mean, it was like, no, I mean, really, look at how good the Cavs are playing, and all yes. you think is what if. Yes, it's still it's and it's going to hurt for a while. I'm not going to lie; it's going to hurt until we get a, a star. And right. I think I think one thing you can look across the NBA and see it's a stars league, and I think oh, that's yeah. what we're, we're missing a mega star. We're missing that star player. We got mm-hmm. some good guys, but we're missing that star player. Yeah, and you know, when y'all having to be in a situation where y'all kind of have to pay star money for guys that aren't necessarily you know that perennial Donovan Mitchell level star. Like Jalen is yeah. good. You yeah. know, but I think he's good in tandem. Like you yeah. have to wrap him in a, in a tandem with somebody that can do as much as he can, and you got one. You probably got one solid superstar wrapped in the two players. 
You know, yeah. I, I with him and Luca last year. Like with him and Luca, like he him not being a focal point of that team, he mm-hmm. was he was a he was an X factor because you just didn't you couldn't really focus on him because you had to devote so much energy to stopping Luca. Yeah. So yeah. when that when that happens, he was you know at his size and his his quickness level, he can definitely you know cause havoc for for defenses. But yet again, him being the guy, him being the man. You know, mm-hmm. so I, that's why I had questions about why he left Dallas, you know, to go to the Knicks, because I get it. You know, it, was, it may be a little bit of an ego thing, but, you know, or you want to be able to, you know, carve out your own niche as far as who you want to be as an NBA player. But sometimes you got to, you know, it's, it's about what's important to you. Yeah. You, know, you want to be a winner, you know, maybe win a championship or do you just want to be, you know, a great individual player? You know, and I think as a guy, a lot of guys get that mixed up. Like, you know, sometimes they realize late in their career, they want to, you know, winning matters and people want to wait that more. Then you know you've been an individual star, but early on, young and naive a little bit, they like, like I'm just going to chase the money and I'm just going to be the man in the city that has no aspirations. Not to say the Knicks don't, but no aspiration to win the titles. They go to places where it's not; they don't have a history of winning. Yeah, you know that yeah. kind of thing. So you know that's you know, that's goes across the board. Anybody. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. hell, let's be real. Bradley Bill, let's say Bradley Bill with the Wizards. If we want to, you know, just point fingers. You know they don't have a history of winning. You know, so you, you you chase the money there twice and you still haven't nowhere closer to being uh, a perennial winning team than you were, you know, before you got there. Yeah, yeah. So. it's true. It's, it's a catch 22 because, I mean, at the same time, we, we give guys hell that, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say KD, but that's the problem, you know, the, the prime example of a guy that mm-hmm. goes ring chasing or, you know, things like that. But then also we give guys hell like, you know, when Carmelo did it a few years back. When he had the opportunity to go to, I think it was like Houston or some other teams, like you know, but mm-hmm. he chose the Knicks. And right. then, of course, Bradley Bill doing the same thing, Dame Lillard, same mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a catch 22. And you never really know what these guys are looking for. Um, mm-hmm. you know, some of them want to build a legacy, some of them want to get that money, especially early on in career. I'm all for guys getting that money. But you know, like you said, it, it's kind of tough when you give up situations where you can have your your legacy cemented playing with a, a great like Luca. Like I mentioned before, man, it's it's a stars league, and right now we're a team of a lot of good players. Like we have a lot mm-hmm. of really good players, but we just don't got that guy. It's almost like watching Boston play without Tatum, or you know that's something like that. Like, that's that's who our team is. We're, yeah. we're cool, we're good, yeah. But we ain't we ain't gonna be nobody with no stars. I, I like that. I like that because I would say for sure that you know I was telling Coach Kurt this uh, one week or two ago. First of all, I remember Kurt, but I was saying that you know what the difference between the Cavaliers from last year to this year is they got a closer. Yeah, last week. Yeah, we were talking about that last week. Right. So them having a closer now makes them that much more lethal because yeah. of the simple fact that the guys surrounding the supporting cast is great. Like they can get it done in mm-hmm. spots, but when you need a guy, a go-to guy, they can they can bring a game home for you. That's gonna be the difference between you making a playoff run and, that, and not making a playoff run. Yeah. You know, or going far winning the title versus not winning the title. Because if you look back at the history of who won the titles the last five or six years, especially mm-hmm. going back to even the, you know the early Heat days and the Warrior Dynasty. Yeah, all head closes. Yeah, that's it. Person they can put the ball in the hands of the fourth quarter and say, "Hey, go go win the game for us," and that's what they do. And yeah. I think that I think that him being in Cleveland or being in New York would have been that it. Like having you know hypothetically him teaming them up with Brunson and 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 Obi and and Randall and um and uh, what's my boy's name from Duke? Um, what was oh, his name? R.J. Barrett. R.J. Right. For, you know, suiting them up with them, he'd have made them boys much better. You know, just by being him being on the court. I'm so telling yeah, you. I, I, I I get your. I get your, your your sour grapes when it comes down to you know not having them in New York, man, because I was this close. Yeah, yeah. Man. and then it makes it worse because we're in no man's land. Like we're we're not good enough to contend, and we're not bad enough to be in the you know the victories. Right. Know, that that that, right. that kid is special, but yeah, you know, that that's a game changer too. Like you know, we, yeah. if y'all end up landing him somehow, some way, 
that could turn your franchise around the next three years. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling okay. you. So it, it's a it's a weird place to be in, but I say we are who who I thought we were going to be right now. Okay. Oh, you need a green stuff. Okay. We yeah, all yeah. thought we were. Okay. <laughs> so, Gary, what you got on the Knicks, man? I'm just uh I'm just wondering, and and Coach Mike Dub, I would love to hear your perspective on this. The progression and advancement of R.J. Barrett. I know there was talks about, you know, him from last year to this year taking another step, quote unquote, becoming the face of the Knicks. Uh, my question is, do you think bringing Bronson has elevated or stagnated R.J. Barrett's progression and, and where he stands with the Knicks? Yeah, that's a good question. It's, it, right now, I think it's it's early to tell. We're less than 20 games in. But I haven't seen I haven't seen much of a regression. I'll say that. But I haven't seen that jump that we thought we were going to see. I think a lot of Knicks fans wanted to see that all star level type of jump for right. RJ. So we haven't seen that. I haven't seen him regress, though, which is, I mean, I guess a positive technically. But to be where he is in his career, you're looking for that major jump to superstar level to be that guy. But I will say, I think more than anything was kind of stagnating his growth would be uh, a guy like you know randall and mm -hmm. uh, i mean as much as he's done for us in the past and we all get it we saw his, his phenomenal season and he's not having a bad year this year right. i just don't think their games complement each other and it's hard for rj to get the the shots he needs and the ball in his hands as much as he needs the ball in his right. hands in order to take that next step with right. a guy like randall on the floor so um you know that's kind of the situation we're in and it's it's an unmovable contract it's, you know, he's here for a while. He's getting the money. So it's just, it's kind of tough to figure out, all right, how are we going to let RJ take this next step if we got somebody in his way? So yeah. I think Brunson is a good compliment to him. I do. But uh, just, I just don't see Randall and him being able to, to, to mix, you know, mix match the way that we want them to. Right. Okay. That's interesting because they're already paying Randall. They decided to pay RJ this year, right? Didn't he pay him? Yeah. Yeah. They pay okay. RJ. They pay okay. RJ. Well, so they locked in together. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I don't know what the vision is behind it. Um, I, I've been extremely vocal about my, you know, me not being a, a Tibbs fan. Right. Uh, he likes to, to run his guys into the ground. He doesn't really utilize the roster that we have. Right. Um, you know, so it's, it's some it's some guys that we got that that's, you know, other guys that's not getting the looks that they get. Obi. Obi is not being able to get on the floor how he should be able to get on the floor. He does some special things. Same thing with Cam Reddish. You know, there are flashes of these guys, but it's hard to get that consistency when, you know, you're leaving guys on the floor for 40 something minutes and, you know, feeding the ball to them, you know, 24 seven. So, you know, not saying that Randall's a bad player, but we got Randall's not going to be where this franchise is, is, is headed in the next five to 10 years. If Bear's yeah. going to be that guy, then let him be that guy. And let's, you know, let's let him grow. Okay. Yeah. I definitely yeah. thought Obi uh, was going to take the next step but as you said it seems like he's just not getting the opportunity to get on the court and showcase like you said the flashes that we saw last year that as I would say you being a Knicks fan gave you hope that there was going to be another piece yeah. to aid you know the advancement of the Knicks but if you're not getting minutes there's nothing you can do about that so yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's frustrating it's frustrating and I mean I, I'm in a perfect world, this would be Tibbs' last year. I won't hold my breath because we've seen how we run our organization. But right, <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like to see a change. I, I, just, I just would. Yeah, I, I feel like you know, is I'm gonna use an NFL analogy or a football analogy. It's like y'all have a defensive coach with an offensive team. Yeah, you, know, you got stars on offense, but you got a defensive coach. 
But Tim's yeah. all about defense. And like you said, defense and, you know, efficiency, you know, yeah. rather than, you know, being explosive offensively, you know, he, and he doesn't surround himself with offensive minds that kind of can pick up that slack where he's, you know, and I want to call it inadequate, but he is, you know, he's not as, as well-versed. So, yeah, I mean the game. It's a different game than what it used to be. It is. You know, it is. Game, I mean that, that type of yeah, that type of defense. That type of game plan would have worked in the nineties and two thousands, but right. it don't work as much now with the three point ball being such a, so prevalent. Yeah, you yeah. know. So yeah, I definitely agree with you that yeah, yeah, I might need a, a breath of fresh air. You know, hell, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, since it, it kind of fell through the, with the Nets, maybe the Knicks can get Eme. Hey man, it's too many women there for him. <laughs> he, he ain't gonna. He, he, he ain't gonna be able to. I've been to the garden, man. He ain't gonna be able to focus. You know what? You know what? You talking about getting you email from the deuce and the deuce? Nah, man. You know good. what? You know what? That's what we're doing. And for everybody out there, I hope you uh, you caught that. If you didn't uh, replay this back, and and you'll catch the you'll catch the statement. The sixteen minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> so we email. So it's 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 like it's like dropping Hugh Hefner in Vegas. Oh yeah, that ain't gonna work. Ain't three, gonna work three, three places he don't need to be: Miami, LA, and New York. Oh, oh I heard Houston is a bad one too. I heard oh, Houston yeah, is a bad yeah. place too. Send yeah. him to Utah. He'll be out of yeah, Utah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, yeah. We got well. They can listen. They it's, it, they can have multiple wives. In Utah heard so. Wow! Wow! <laughs> This saying. is what we're doing today. <laughs> like, I don't know if Utah's a good place. Either. Maybe Oregon. I'm a, I'm a Portland. Oh, Portland. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So maybe that'll work for him. But I mean, the grass be... won't be the only thing getting wet. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So yeah, I mean, it, 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 will, it will help your team, but I don't know. Like I said, he won't be able to focus. If, if you can right. get him a handler, like get him a handler or get him or put some somebody on retainer, maybe that'll keep him focused enough. Mm. I'm pretty sure him and Nia are done after the whole thing came out. So I, I would like to believe that you know he just put some on retainer, go coach the Knicks, and you know, bring it bring it all home for him. Man, bring it lose his mind in, in the garden, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not only, not only the, the women there, but people fly in, like people yeah. come out, like it's yeah, there it's, it's, might be a smokers boy for him. Who knows? <laughs> come up missing the game, man. Where he may at? He called him Golden Corral. Yeah, he got the whole buffet, right? He got. He, yeah. got a, he come. With, he come to the game with a beer on. <laughs> <laughs> he come out looking like pops uh, with the mushroom line and mushroom belt. Woo! Coming out the bathroom. <laughs> What's for dessert? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, you know we got to get one in, man. You know we got to yeah. get one good laughing. Yeah. Oh man, so yeah, so if we had to, you know, individual, we had to project what we feel like the Knicks are going to be. Let's just do All Star break. We're not going to go because a lot of things can change, you know, in the season. But right but between now and All Star break, what do you think the Knicks you know, land at as far as Eastern Conference? I think we'll be slightly over five hundred by the All Star break. Um, probably around, you know, seven AC. Um, I think we'll I think we're gonna have a rough stretch of the season because like I said, I mean those teams with the star players tend to rise to the top after all-star break. So I think we'll we'll lurk around for a while. We'll be, you know, in the in the playoff hunt. But I think teams will start to pull away towards the end of the year. But around the all-star break, I say around five hundred, seven, eight seeds, somewhere in there. See that's see, that's why I like to have you on the show because you are a brother fresh head. Cause some people <laughs> I just like they be like, you know, let me, you know, I, I don't mind doing the show, but they so Homer 
you know, Homer-ish bias yeah. that is just clouded judgment to an nth degree. So I'm just like, you know, I just can't, I can't, I, I can't poison my show with that rhetoric. I can't, yeah. you know, yeah. but you are definitely a realist when it comes down to your team, man. I appreciate yeah. your, your candor and your take on that for sure. Gotta be, man. Gotta be. So, Coach, what you got on, on the Knicks? How you feel about it? Listen, I'm happy real quick. I'm happy what he said because if he just said, oh, we'd be top three, I'd be like, get off the podcast right now. Live <laughs> 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 be dead. Back to the back of the studio. Huh? Yep. <laughs> Send him to the green room. <laughs> but I, I, I totally agree. I'm At the All-Star break, I feel like the Knicks will be around seven or eight just – just because of who they are and mm. who they're playing, I think I think they'll they'll fall right in in that seven eight spot. Okay, well I tell you this, they are they're hanging tough with the with the Jazz right now. They're only down four in the first, mm. so uh, I mean the, the Jazz are playing outside of their minds too. They ten and five and five and zero at home. Mm. What is it about playing in Utah? Like for some reason, no matter who is on this Utah team in the last five years, they don't lose at home. What is it about that arena? They got some type of voodoo or something going on in that yeah, arena. Ain't, ain't nothing else to do but play ball. I mean, yeah, I guess so. Especially, especially if you're a black player. But uh, for some oh. reason, oh. Like every, every white know. player in the league plays for Utah at one at some point in time. Think about how what's the percentage of white players in the in the league that have played for Utah at some that's point a, in their career? That's a good one. That's a good one. You're right about that. You're right about that. So yeah, you I make mean, great points, sir. You, you make you do. Points. You do because you look. I, I just think about the Carmelo team back in the day. Like damn, it was him and just that was just him. Yeah, you yeah, had sack. You had yeah Stockton. You had Eaton. Yeah. You had you know Ozatag. All all the centers that you had the other. When did the other black dude uh, come uh, on the team? The one that Brian Russell. Brian Russell. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. It was a two person quota, and it they was. got above two. Yeah, yeah. That was it. After that, that was too many. It's too many. Close the door. The jazz, the jazz used to look like a faculty versus staff game. They look like math teachers. Oh English my gosh! I'm telling you, man. Oh you you look at Hornacek and look at Stockton and tell me they're not your local English and math teacher. Oh my god! You right though. They definitely look like it. They can shoot though. They can shoot yep. and play ball. Yep. Like, uh-huh. That's a lot of rock. But yeah. came out and the band director came out. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Would, that would round out the roster. There yep. you go. There you go. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I share you guys' sentiments. I think that, you know, what But I do like about the Knicks roster is that, because you're looking at the totality of the Eastern Conference, right? Mm-hmm. I do like the fact that they are, you know, the one team that I can feel like, you know, unless something changes, that, you know, they, based upon how everybody else is playing at the bottom tier of it, they'll be consistent. So if if other teams, which we're going to talk about in the in a second, other teams like the Heat and the 76ers and those guys don't get it together, Mm-hmm. Like they'll be, you know, it, I would say seven, six around hanging around that area. Yeah. Um, you know, depending on what, like I said, what those other teams that got more talent will do. I mean, yeah. we don't know what the 76 are right now, they 500, and it wouldn't be that if it wasn't for Joel and B. You know, yeah. Yeah. the Heat, we don't know what they are, they're 500. So, I mean, the Bulls are floundering, the Nets, are, Knicks, I mean, the Nets are floundering. Yeah. So, you know, if 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 everything remained the same and they still floundered and they didn't, they never got it together, then the Knicks would be right there as as either a, a guaranteed playoff spot or or right right at the top of the plan. Right, right, so, and right. It, and that's all you can hope for in professional sports. It's just you know, if if you don't have the team, just just stick around. And yeah. I would feel more comfortable if it was football because you know it's one and done. Yeah, right. yeah. it's all about matchups. Basketball. I mean, we can hope that you know, God forbid, nobody get injured or anything like that. But all it takes is a star. To you know, go down, not be available, say something about the Jews, or you know, whatever, oh. <laughs> whatever it is, you know. And wow. next thing you know, you know, the the numbers are in our favor. So uh, right. you know, hopefully everybody is is healthy. But like you said, as long as we can l- learn, linger around, 
hang around in that in that area, then anything can happen. True. Yeah. Now, do you do you perceive that this roster could change in any way? Between that all-star break. I think so. Because because we have so many pieces that fit in other places, mm-hmm. like you know, for example, you mentioned Miami, you know, we mentioned um, you know, the Nets, whatever. These teams that have stars. We have so many pieces that can assist those stars. It's hard to see a team not trying to make a move with us. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then we got so many guys that, like, we have a pretty a pretty deep bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of guys that can contribute but just don't get the minutes. Like, we got a log jam at Power 4 right now. Right. You know, even even guys like, um, you know, Robinson. We mentioned, you know, Robinson up there. And then we got uh, a new new guy that came in. Um, What's his name? I forgot his name. Uh, a white guy, big man for us. But you know, I say all that to say there are a lot of pieces that can help some contenders. Right. And, you, know, you know, all-star break. Once again, if we're not in that, you know, one, two, three spot, you know, I can see a lot of teams making calls. Okay. I like that. I like that. Okay. Well, we'll definitely look out for it. I mean, I think I like the heat as being a uh cause uh, uh, I guess you could say uh, a suitor because they yeah. can get a bunch of role players for say one main player they're trying to move. Hypothetically, yeah, yeah. you know, and that will help y'all. And in addition to getting rid of the pieces that don't really fit your scheme, right. you know, so it, it could be a win-win for both teams. So you know that that's something that we can look out for. So yeah, be on the lookout for that, man. But um, let's move on to uh to the uh another team in the Eastern Conference that's having some uh up and down, uh I guess you can say woes for for, for lack of a better term, the the 76ers. Um, you know, we've this is even pre James Harden's injury. You know, they weren't the team that we thought they were going to be coming out the gate, you know, and it was a lot more. I, I I was feeling in a little bit of deja vu of the Houston Rockets uh, in James Harden's prime. You know, it gave me a lot of those vibes, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when they had Dwight Howard, that time frame when they had Dwight Howard and things of that nature where, you know, it was just all it was all hard and all day. He was just dribbling the air out of the ball and and people were just getting in where they fit in. Mm-hmm. So now he's gone down with an injury. He's going to be out for a while. And, you know, that hasn't, you know, helped the cause any at all because, uh, you know, they haven't uh, been consistently winning games. They're at 500 at the moment. Um, and, you know, basically, you know, what broaches the topic is that we watched Joel Embiid go for, what, 59 uh, yeah. two weeks ago? Uh, you know, he filled up, he stuffed the stat sheet, seven blocks, 59 points. And then he had, uh, I don't know if he had double digit rebounds, but he had, he had like eight or nine assists. You know, it was just, it was just a complete, another barrage of of points. So I think with the two game span, he, he went over 100 and some points. 101, so, yep. 101 points. So, so to say all that to say that do we feel like do we feel like this team is any is any better or worse with James Harden? Now let me let me start with that question. Hmm. That's a that's a good question. I, Coach, I'll let you go first. Oh uh, man, any better or worse? Yeah. I don't think they're better. I think okay. I think we I think some of us are still hoping and and we're 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 having a a, a a huge wish cup of soup because we know what James Harden could do but he's not doing and I don't think we will see that James Harden over a consistent uh stretch. We may get a couple games mm-hmm. and that again will make us excited. Right. But I don't think that I, I really believe that that ship has sailed where what James Harden and MB could be together. I mean, if we think what the last two years, he's missed more games than he's played. And we've gotten to a point where 
we we don't expect to see him on the court. And so mm -hmm. I don't think that he enhances um, the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, we saw what happened when they got in the playoffs. We saw we we waited. We waited to see the James Harden that we knew, which was in the moment. He would fade away and he did. So mm -hmm. I really think it's Embiid's team. I think it's on the back of Embiid. Um, and I think that they've done, they've separated everything and it's only him now, right? Because James Harden has just been injury prone and, and he's basically had to play and carry the team on his back. If you look at the, the past five games span where they went four and one, but the last two games, as we stated, he's, he scored 101 points. He had the one monster game. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but outside of that, he scored uh, 26. I think it was 29. He scored 30, uh, 25, 33, 26, 42, 59. And they lost to the Hawks one time. They went one and one against the Hawks when he scored 26. So, mm -hmm. yeah, man, I'm at the I'm at the stage now. When you come on the court, if you see Harden, great. But even if you see him, how much how much you can you really expect from him? That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one because I, I broached the question because you know they are clearly you know they were still up and down with Harden being gone, right? And it also took the Herculean efforts from Embiid in the last two games for them to even win right. the game. So, and we know, it, I mean, it's just it's just it's not what we're not talking back in the Will Chamberlain days where he was much taller than everybody in the league, where he could score you know 50, 60 points a game and it didn't matter because it was so easy for him. You know, he can't sustain those type of performances. It's just not it's just not feasible to, to, to believe that he's gonna be able to do that long term. So that 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 puzzles me about what, what this team is and what where they're headed. Because I was thinking that this team would improve based upon the roster decisions that they made. You know, I was I was looking for Maxi to take a step, Thibault to take a step, you know, some Tobias Harris find himself some freaking way. I don't know what he's doing, you know, find himself. Um, you know, but and then it was, you know, would James Harden come back in shape like and you know, him him taking less money, trying to be committed to the team and being committed to the cause. You know, it looked good on paper, but yet again, they're you know, floundering right at 500. You know, it's and it's a they were six and seven, now they're seven and seven, you know. So mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, what's wrong here? Like that's I guess that's the biggest question we have to ask ourselves. What's wrong here? Because you had talent. Like, you know, if this team was coached by, you know. Other people, hypothetically, you know, we, we could be talking different things. Or if they just had a different piece, you know, let's say if Harden mm -hmm. is hard for somebody else, hypothetically, could that be the, the the push that they need to get them, you know, back to, you know, that hot, that that one to two or three seed that they should be at this moment based upon the talent they have? Yeah, I mean, you, you posed a, a great question. My question was going to be, you know, at what point do we start to look at Doc? Um yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. I, by no means am I saying that it is his fault, but mm. I mean, we've had Doc on this legend status for a long time. But if we go back and look at his track record, mm. he's had a lot of question marks. You know, he's had a lot of good teams, and I think what one championship to show for it, just that one that Boston year. year, that one Boston year, yep. You know, um, so mm. it, you know, a lot of blown leads, we know the history with that. So mm. at some point, you have to take a look and see, all right, well, what, like you said, what's wrong? What's what are we doing here? What are we not doing here? Mm -hmm. That's a team that I can see making a, a huge blockbuster deal. I think I heard Miami, you know, mentioning some names like Hero or something like that, uh -huh. uh, you know, or, or whoever whoever it was. But I can see a team like them maybe moving a James Harden to a team like Miami or, or something like that mm -hmm. um, just to give them a fresh start. 
you got to ask yourself at what point do you blow this thing up you know did, did, are, they, are they willing to admit that the process did not work uh yeah. i mean this yeah. this process has been what going on 10 years now it has it has i mean how long have you been in the league yeah. he's he no spring chicken he's not no baby not anymore so you know he's what telling in his 20s right yeah so yeah I, at some point you gotta you gotta cash in i mean you can't keep you know hoping and wishing that things gonna work out and the only issue is you know that we have to address the fact that you know the the gm of the seventy sixes is that's harden's boy yeah Harden's there expressly because there are more is in in, in man crush love with james Harden. right so, yeah. he's been in, and he's been in the league eight years he was drafted number three pick in 2014. okay Okay. So yeah, at this point, you, again, you got to make do. You got to make. You got to make. You got to make uh, good on your investment. Yep. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to do it because, you know, at then and again, what do we? You know, what are you? Are, what are you here for? Are you here to compete or are you just here to for a good time? You know what I'm saying? You 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 shifted things. You moved things around. You get it. One coach here, another coach there. You know, Ben was here. He's gone. James is here now. He's hurt. You know, at some point, you know, you got to you got to. Stop living by the insanity rule. Like keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. True. Yeah, okay. So I, I would I would lean to the idea that they might need to blow it up, either from the coach perspective or the player perspective. Now, but on, again, you know, you you draw in those egos and and realize that you know, Maury's not going to move off hard and easy. So you might have to look at one of the young guys mm-hmm. to move to kind of shake up things. You know, bringing a strong voice in the locker room. You know, to somebody right. that can shake things up because I think Embiid is a good player and he's a good teammate, but you know, you have a question whether or not he's that, that leader that you really need, you yeah, know, he, he might be a problem to, you know, to a Batman that, and that kind of deal. So yeah, he's dangerously know. close to that, to that Philly, uh, you know, that Philly stereotype of no rings, you know, the Charles Barkley, the Allen Iverson, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. good, but no, nothing to show for. He's dangerously close to it. And then right. end up, like you said, in his career going somewhere else, trying to ring chase because he couldn't get it done where he was drafted. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a good one. But yeah, I, I I would try at this point. I would try anything. I mean, because you, you know, I'm I'm not a person that's about wasting time. Yeah. You know, and you you realize it's not working. It's not working in a in a big way. You know, you need to look at other other options. Like I said, just shaking it up. You know, maybe switching the coach out or you know just uh you know switching some players out, trying to figure it out. Because I mean, on paper, this team looks great. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Tyrese Maxey. I think he's a good player. And I think much to your point about the Knicks, I think that. Him not being, you know, that primary guy, you know, yeah. helping to stun his growth. Yeah, yeah. stun his growth. You know, I think you know Thibault's a really good defensive player, but you know, at some points in the game, he's not only on the court. Yeah, you know, yeah. real offensive heavy. He's not even on the court. So I'm like, you know, so I'm not gonna play defense. <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody do. They gotta find something that works. They gotta find something, like you they said. Do. They do. So we'll see. But I, I just don't know exactly what what that needs to be done. But something needs to be done because you're wasting all this talent. You know, I'm looking at it. Like, you know, again, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing here? Because I don't get why they're not winning more ball games. And it takes yeah. taking a beat for 59 and 48 points for you to be in competitive in the game against teams that aren't the top 10. They're not the Boston, they're not the Bucks. You, yeah. know, they're not, you know, they're not the Jazz or the Warriors, anybody like that. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's bad. It's bad. Like you said, meanwhile, you got teams like the Heat, the Cavs, the, you know, that are up and coming or, or you know, been there already. So right. it's go and get off the pot. Yeah, yeah, do it. Got to do it. Got to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Got to pull the trigger. So, moving on to another topic of the Eastern Conference. Well, actually, it fl- it flows into both the Eastern and Western Conference. Um, in a segment called "Should We Be We'll Be Worried?" Should we be worried? So, the Warriors, the Nets, the Seventy Sixers, and the Heat have all got off the slow starts. Mm-hmm. Right. So, on a scale of one to ten for each team, 
I want to get y'all takes on whether or not we should be worried of the, uh, in their slow start and will it last? So let's start with the Warriors. So, Coach Kerr, we'll start with you. So, in the Warriors start, they they've you know they have not gotten uh, going yet as we predicted. I, it's still going slow. Yeah, they're, they're they're six and eight right now. So, uh, do you she, are you worried? Are you concerned at this point that they're six and eight? Because uh, I, I want to bring up a, a interesting point that I talked about with uh with Coach uh, Air Retro DK Five on my podcast last week. We talked about the Warriors and we said that we have a sneaky suspicion that Draymond has ruined another dynasty. Mm. So, mm. you know, and ru- ruined it in what in what way? Now, going back to the KD situation, you know, how him they they both got into it. And they knew that no matter injury or not. Championship or not, that was gonna be their last season after they altercation. Right. Right. Now him, he fast forward to him in in, in uh in Jordan Poole's in, in altercation. Yeah. Now everybody's playing, you know, political and we kumbaya and we're all good. We we are family. We we're moving on from it. But is there a division in the locker room? Mm. You know, mm. is it is it you know as far, and y'all like this? Is it a light skin versus dark skin beef? <laughs> like you know, because the light skin coalition might stand be standing with Jordan Jordan Poole. And right. everybody else ride with Draymond. So, and also the right on the wall, they paid Wiggins, they paid Poole, they didn't pay Draymond. Yeah, yeah. It so, depends on how many do rags are still in stock in in uh and around the area. If there's a shortage of do rags, it's definitely uh, a light skin, dark skin uh, battle going on in Golden State right now. Um, I'm concerned because outside of Andre Iguodala, you don't have injuries. No. If if there was injuries you could say that there was something going on based off limited uh limited players mm-hmm. with them sending Wiseman who was supposed to be an up and coming young talent down to the G League uh Jordan Poole was supposed to take that next step i could definitely see where we're saying is there is there chemistry issues that are manifesting themselves on the court, even though everyone's playing front facing, uh, that everything is, you know, water under the bridge. I just, I, I'm definitely concerned for Golden State because they, I had their schedule hasn't deemed for them to be six and eight. Agreed. And that's what worries me. I'm really concerned too with what's going on with Wiggins. Uh, looking at how he played last year, what he did in the playoffs, he was a silent uh, defender mm-hmm. and was a sneaky scorer. I know everybody's saying that Clay is a shell of himself, but I'm still like he's coming off two major injuries, and those mm-hmm. injuries are not one year removed type of injuries. Now, he may have lost a step. But his, him losing a step still puts him at one of the top-tier players in the league. Overall, though, uh, I'll wrap up with this. I'm very concerned because Golden State's coming off a championship run. Have they lost their luster? Are they now going from being uh, the Golden State Warriors to the 10-level players? Because their gold is rusting right now, and it's mm-hmm. going out. So, I'm I'm concerned about where they are. Out of all those teams, they most concern me. Okay, okay. Uh, I I agree. Um, there is some level of concern with the Warriors just because of all the off the field, uh, off the court uh, dramatics that's going on. 
um, mm. you know, hearing things. And I think that, you know, we, we joked about the light skin, dark skin thing, but I think that there may be some type of chemistry issues between the younger guys and the older guys that have been there. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think I've read that, you know, guys like Kaminga are not happy with their role and Poole not happy with their role. Um, of course, we heard about the Wiseman situation. So guys who feel like they probably were on their way or should be on their way to being the, you know, the future of the league and the future of the franchise, you know, probably figuring out, all right, how do I fit in with this, you know, this established dynasty? Mm-hmm. Um, and then guys like Draymond, uh, I mean, you got to admit, if you're if you're a guy like Kuminga or, or even Wiseman or something like that, you're probably saying to yourself, all right, I'm better than Draymond. I'm better than uh, I should be on the floor. Mm-hmm. But then you got a guy like Draymond saying, hold on, young, you know, young fella. I, it ain't about just that. It's a, you know, so it's, it's, it's going to be some bumping heads there. Um, and then when you win so early and guys like Poole and they've already got rings now, you know, they can try to, you know, they not say flex or anything because, of course, the older guys have more. Mm-hmm. But that gives them a little bit more wiggle room to say, well, how come I can't try it my way? You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if that was a, kind of a division in there, the younger and older guys. Um, I mean, this is where Curry's going to have to make his money. It's, yeah. easy, it's easy to win with with those shooters and, and the best roster in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Let's see how you pull this locker room together now where you got these young guys who are who are hungry, ready to get on the court. And, you know, they, they want a bigger role. And then you got these older guys that, you know, even even Clay. I mean, mm-hmm. Clay is Clay. We know who he is, but he's not the old Clay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our guys like Poole wrong for one more minutes and running a bigger role. Or, you know, they, they're not wrong for it. But if you're the Golden State, you're like, wait a minute, don't come in here shaking things up. We got a dynasty. We got a, a way of going about things. So I think that that might be where the concern is. Um, so I would say that, yeah, that that's – if I'm a Warrior fan, I will definitely want to look out to see how they're going to bounce back from this. Okay. What up, BC? He in the chat. Yeah, you, you late, but you ain't, miss, you ain't missing the whole thing. So we good to go. We good to go. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say that a lot of things would be at play, and it all could be negative. Um, I want to say that, you know, the the little bit of the the championship luster um, when it comes to playing other teams, like when you come into cities now, there is no mystery about it. You're going to get everybody's best shot. You know, so that that played into it for me early on. But yet again, is the more and more they get kept losing and the way they were losing kind of, you know, made my eyebrows go up like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, this incident, you know, it's funny because I was talking to uh, talking to my guy at Retro last week and I was saying that, you know, him and I both singly were saying that we watched the Warriors play and we'd be watching Draymond and Poole's interaction. Like, mm-hmm. are they really cool? Like, are they, you know, do they still talk? Do they still, you know, are they, you know, it's all good. Is there, are they buddy, buddy? That kind of gives us an idea whether they really is still beef or not, you know. Because I'm be honest with you, I mean, you know, just simple normal pride and and things of that nature, you know, get involved. <laughs> you know, I, I can say that we cool, but in the back of my mind, it, we ain't never gonna be cool. Yeah, it don't go away. It don't. It yeah. don't go away. So you know, although we're trying to accomplish a goal and we're trying to put you know team first, that still weighs heavy. You know, yeah. like you said, you know, did you know to the, to your point. It you know the idea of them you know wanting to I got my ring I and I got paid uh, you know maybe I want to do things my way I want you know I want to be it, we we want to take that turn now for it to be our team versus the old guys team yeah. you know that kind of thing could be a fight could be a struggle for power you know because they saying that you know it's you know it's, it's teetering on toward on the time where Clay and, and Steph will kind of get leading to the back ends of their career you know it's time for us to step up and be the guys and y'all kind of you know just fit in and and, and play roles and, and and vice versa and where we're going to be the guys and we're going to be the focus point because the future is going to be us when y'all are gone we're still going to be here 
True. So, you know, it, it could be a lot of things going on, but you're right. Kroger had to earn his money because, you know, I mean, repeating in, in any sport is tough regardless. Yeah. Have drama within your locker room makes it even worse. Yeah. So trying to manage those egos and manage the team and still try to, you know, focus on winning basketball games. That's tough. You know, or, you know, or it could just be simple championship hubris where they just feel that they can turn it on when they need to. They get it going and run close to the All Star break, and they'll just make sure they make the playoffs outright, get a top four seed, and just you know we'll coast into the playoffs and then we'll we'll play our best basketball at the end of the, end of the game at the yeah, end of the yep. season. So it could be that, but you got to show me something. I mean, you can't sit here and be you know teetering at five hundred and expect to turn it on because if you take an injury or something like that, then you then you behind a ball. Yeah, you know, yeah. and we've seen that. We've seen them take an injury here, there. You know, Steph's been banged up a, a time or two. Draymond's been banged up, and then Coach Clay's been banged up. So you lose any of those pieces for an extended amount of time, and you're not where you need to be record wise. Because that's what saved them. They start off hot last year, mm-hmm. and everybody got hurt, but they were still high up on the winning and, and winning and the winning uh, column. They they get they get to kind of weather the storm as far as being uh, mediocre. It is right. But if you at 500 and you lose Steph or Clay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I'm gonna okay. tell you who to watch. Okay. That's gonna give it away, Steph. Mm-hmm. Watch his demeanor. Okay. And watch his body language. He's okay. the he's the barometer. Everybody else can play uh, political, okay. right? But Steph, if you if if you don't see Steph smiling, laughing, mm-hmm. jumping around, that's telling you that even though everything looks good on the surface. There's some things underneath that's not well. So I would okay. tell anybody to watch the next couple of games and pay attention mm-hmm. to how Steph plays. Because as much as Draymond is the engine, the person that drives the the, the car is Steph. And if the car is not running the way it should, the driver always gives it away. That's a good one. That's a good one, man. Hey, we can leave it right there. Because <laughs> I, 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 I don't think we'll break it down no further than that. All right, so let's talk about the Nets. So, of course, you know, we got my guy Kyrie Johnson here talking about the Nets. Um, you know, he's still suspended, and yeah. they've, gone, they've gone on a road trip, and I'm putting my understanding he's not with them. So right. he's going to be, until they come back from the road trip, he's still not going to be on the court. Um, conflicting reports, you know, he's saying, you know, the, the the commissioner is saying that he had a good meeting with him. He's comfortable with you know, where he's at. The owner said the same thing, but they haven't reinstated him. So, you know, they've been teetering as well. And this roster, to me, and I think – uh, Coach Curry and I both said this, that this is the best roster that they've had since, the, since they've both been in Brooklyn, and they right. still can't seem to pull it together. Right. So how are we worried about this team, and can they pull it together? Coach Mike Dub, go ahead. I say, I mean, for me, um, less worried than the Warriors, but more worried than the Heat. Um, mm. So, like, uh, because, I mean, the talent level is still special. You know, we've seen what KD, KD is doing. And if Kyrie can get on the floor, then I still think that they will be a special team and they can be a special team. Um, ben is just not Ben. <laughs> I mean, I, I or maybe he is Ben. Maybe he is Ben. Maybe this is who he really is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they can't really wait for him to do anything. But they like, you know, the rest of the roster is solid enough. They I think they're a little a little, uh, you know, weak in the front court. You know, they probably need some uh, some type of big man. Um so I think that they they could make you know maybe one more move or something like that to get back in the hunt, but I think that they'll be fine. I really do, just because their talent level is so elite. It's just if they can just eliminate the distractions, which is probably asking a lot for that team, 
But if they can eliminate any any distractions and just mm-hmm. play basketball, they'll be fine. Okay. Okay. I like that. What you got, Kurt? Look, man, I'm I don't see how you overcome what they're dealing with right now because you're talking about one of the most talented players in the league being out. Uh I'm highly disappointed. I don't have a vote in anything, but as a fan and as someone who reads tea leaves. I knew you were gonna say that. Yeah, you know, it's it's there's some other things going on. And and it's really to me, you at a point, there's people at a point that want to break Kyrie's will. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what I'm seeing. This is again. When you look at everything that's falling out, what did he say? Mm -hmm. Now, if you're upset because of his strong stance when he said, I didn't say anything. I retweeted it. How am I endorsing? Okay. As you said last week, Coach Deep, you say, hey, the stance and the point that you was making should not come at the expense of stepping on another who's going through tragedy. That's fair. Mm. But what did he say that is warranted being outside of the line like this? Mm -hmm. I mean, the things that he's having to go through at some point you look at it and you like, wait a minute, how, how are you making him go through all of these hoops based off a retweet? Yeah. Right. And because he mm-hmm. didn't kowtow in the beginning, it's one thing that, Hey, uh, Kyrie, you know, you offended. Okay. But, at this level, because most of the time, I think you would have seen, hey, let's come down as figureheads. Let's sit down. Let's hear your perspective. Let's hear where you came from. Okay, now that we've cleared the air, sensitivity training, hey, back to your profession. Mm-hmm. But it was five games pending. And now we're at seven. We're at yes, the seventh seven. game yeah. mm-hmm. with no light at the end of the no tunnel. No light at the end of the tunnel. No mm-hmm. end in sight. And mm-hmm. so at this point, with not only him not playing now being dropped by nike Mm -hmm. and which i really believe is a uh uh their way of saying oh we're not going to be adidas you know we're not going to be adidas we're going to take a strong stance from the beginning that has been fine Mm -hmm. if he would have done something he didn't say anything that was anti-semitic he didn't put in he retweeted, and because of that, you're saying that now he's uh, what's up, Richie? Rich, he's he's in a place that he can't play for seven games, and he's lost his endorsements. Yeah, when they've been a lot slower to remove endorsements from people that have committed felonious acts. Yeah. <laughs> Speak on it. Speak and on it. You're now taking this when. And I can understand if his shoe wasn't selling, but looking at statistics and looking at money, Kyrie's shoe is top two, three from Nike. So I would like to believe say, it's LeBron, KD, and Kyrie. That's yeah. what I would like to believe. And, and you can't say that it's not bringing in money. You can't mm-hmm. say it's not generating income. And now someone who is out of touch is stepping up and 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 stating things feel night. So again, you. We've seen what Kyrie, when he's on the court, does for Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And we've seen what 
when he's off the court, and you just don't replace as talented of a no, player. No. That production, you don't get. You don't get. You that, don't. You, you don't get that back. At, right, mm -hmm. and not just what he puts, uh, what he does putting the ball in the basket, but the pressure that he puts on a defense when he's in the mm -hmm. game. Yeah. Right. So I'm concerned that if this keeps lingering, uh, what it does, but I'm more concerned at you are working to make this, you're looking to make Kyrie a shell of himself. So even when he comes back, he's not confident the way he is. And so that's what I'm really concerned with when it comes to Brooklyn. But I don't think without Kyrie, and with Ben Simmons having his health issues and not being a scorer, KD cannot just do this night in, no. night out by no. himself. Yeah. No. And, and the good, good question, Rich. And I, I really think that they will probably do something similar, like they did with Kanye West. Because Adidas said that they want to still sell the those type of shoes, just not with his name on it. Yeah. So he, he they could just take his name off of it, or being that being his signature shoe, but still sell the design. Because I'm sure the design belongs to them. Yeah. It's not something he designed. He does his name is just on it as his signature shoe. Yeah. So I think that's how it was labeled. They'll probably if they want to sell that type of shoe or or not lose the money that they had because he had a shoe coming out. It was they get ready to drop, and they pulled the they pulled it because of them pulling their endorsement. But right. so they get re-released the shoe just without his name on it. So I think that's what they end up doing. But I, I did I do give because we talked about this. And I'm gonna say this real quick. I do. Huh? We talked about this last week. I'm gonna give credit for anybody listening. I'm gonna give credit to LeBron because hmm. he did come out. And say that he felt it was unjust what was being done. Oh, absolutely. To Kyrie. Absolutely. Oh, it was. And again, and I and to your point, and I think you you said it really well, eloquently, that that they were trying to break his spirit. And I think was a little bit at play here is a simple fact that that his history is making is making it so so bad on him right now. Like yeah, had he not true. been in in the news or in 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 contentious moments or combative moments with the organization prior to this, they probably would have just you know, kid kind of handled it in house and they put him back on the court at a, at a you know, a, a given time after the five games or whatever they said they're going to do. But now it seems like it's an indefinite suspension because he's still not on the, you know, on the team, you know, or, or with the team right now, practicing with them, playing with them, anything. So I think it's, it's a, it's a combination of things. They said, okay, you've been a thorn in our side for the last three years. So guess what? Now we want to make this, you know, really punitive. Yeah. So I think it's just it's just a, a combination or pile on of things that this this festering or just a, like a tea kettle thing where it's just fizzling to the point where it's just, it's boiling over at this point. They just yeah. pretty much had enough with the negative press and the distractions that he's causing. Yeah. You know. So I mean, from a business standpoint, I get it. But again, the punishment does not fit the crime in this situation. Not it does all. not. And I it like what Richie Rich said too, that don't sign on the bottom line unless you own the design. That's a good one, Rich. I like that. I'm gonna post that up there so people can see that. That's a good one. That's a good one. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. But yes, but to your points though, I really feel like this 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 particular distraction because this is not this is not the first level of drama that we've had. I mean, we had the KD trade and you know the the Ben Simmons issues, but what what he was going to be, not going to be Kyrie being a full time long term solution or or on the team long term with with KD. Right. So that that's that's yeah. a that's a definitely a. a you know, a, a recipe for disaster. You know, honestly, you know, it doesn't matter how well you play. Uh, you know, from a basketball perspective, those distractions are just going to eat you up. Right. You know, so I think that that's going to be. I'm, I'm highly worried if, if, I'm, if I'm voting. I'm highly worried about this team being uh, in the in the cellar because of, of the outside off the court stuff. It's not even yeah. about the playing 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 basketball. It's yeah. about the outside court stuff. 
So, um, so talk about the 76ers. Uh, I think we, you know, we alluded to them talking about Embiid's issue. So I, I think, cause I think, cause I think uh, consistently across the board, we're all kind of a little bit worried about them. Yeah. Does anybody have a contrarian take on it? No. You it. Yeah, you, you, you said it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we compla- we're, we're collectively worried and we think they need to shake something up. Coaching, yeah. personnel, something, you know, to get this train back on the tracks. But yeah, they, they definitely are uh, playing subpar basketball based upon talent level. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so weird to me. Like, let's take, you know, because we're going to talk about the Heat next. The Heat, the 76ers, the Nets, the, the, the Knicks to a degree, like all these, all these teams have high talent levels. They're not mm-hmm. playing good basketball right now, right? You know, so what's yeah. the root cause? And I mean, everybody might have an individual one, but everybody that we kind of projected to be, you know, formidable is not. And you got the teams like the Jazz playing good basketball, the Blazers yeah. playing good basketball, the Cavs, the Celtics, the Bucks. That's pretty much it. The Hawks also playing yeah. good ball. Yeah. So I mean, what, what's youth. happening? Youth, man. I, I mean, you look at all those teams you named; they all have youth. They have energy. Um, you know these young guys. I think I think older teams tend to pace themselves a little bit more, like the Heat, yeah, yeah. the Sixers. So they, you know, they, yeah. yeah, Warriors. They pace themselves a little bit more. You mm-hmm. got teams like you know the Cavs. They come out firing. You got yeah. teams like you know the, the Celtics. Yeah, Grizzlies. They they got a lot of energy dancing on the sideline. They you know 22, yeah. 23 year olds. So I think that's probably a little bit of what we're seeing right now. Um, you know, a lot of the the youthful teams trying to come out firing as they should. They got the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, let's. I, I'm interested to see if we're going to be having the same conversation come All Star break. I think the Heat, out of all the teams we mentioned, are the team that I, I, I worry about the least. Um, really, really, yeah, because, because I mean, I, I trust Spolster, I trust you know, Jimmy, mm-hmm. um, you know, even guys like Bam Hero. I like Hero. Uh, you know, they've shown they they, they kind of remind me of like the 49ers of, of basketball a little bit, you mm-hmm. know, they're, they're always in the mix, okay, they have a down year or two a little bit, but. They have a good structure. They have a good, you know, a, a, a overall good, I guess, DNA for right. their franchise. So mm-hmm. I'm the least worried about them right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a good one, Rich. That, that's that's a good comment as well. So um, so how you feel about the Heat, Curry? Are you worried about them or not? Uh, I'm 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 not worried like I was uh, because they've been on a three game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Uh, they seem to be riding the ship, okay. but I really I, here's here's what I'm concerned with. If there's any concern, the more hero scores, the worse the Heat really are, and that concerns me. There's mm-hmm. sometimes when you have a Robin, the Robin can actually detract and take away from Batman being mm. as great as he is, mm. and in this case. I think that Bam is more of the Robin. He should be, yes. He, he should, should be. be, yeah. And the more that he is not in that role, it actually takes away from the chemistry of the Miami Heat. But I agree with Coach Mike Dub. Out of all the teams, I am least worried about them uh, using uh, Coach Mike Dub's word. The DNA of the Heat, uh, I believe, it will right the ship especially with Spolstra being who he is, there's probably going to be a moment that uh, him and Jimmy are getting to it again, like they did last year and get the ship going again. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm, I'm least worried about them. They're seven and seven right now. They started off a little slow. They did. They're starting to pick it up and, and we'll probably see them uh, get better. But again, 
all of these teams are look they're middle of the pack right now and mm-hmm. the teams that they're having to catch are not slowing down they're not they're, they're not you, yeah. g- you gave them an 800 meter lead and i don't know if you're gonna be able to make that distance <laughs> yeah. up yeah. in the race i'm just saying you got kenyans running it it ain't the it ain't the russians the kenyans right. running it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they got a good pace right now that's, that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. You're running that that calf line and you gave them an 800 meter head start. <laughs> That's bad luck. That's yeah. a bad luck. So yeah, I, I would say I'm I'm a, I'm lukewarm on them being being worried on them. Like I said, I think that. Oh, but only the issue I had with the, with the Heat is that they're they didn't turn the roster over at all. It's the same thing. They they same team they've been for the last three years. Yeah. You know. So what can you expect more of this team without any you know? Any splash, you know, because they were in the Donovan sweepstakes, they didn't get him. So they, you know, they were in the KD trade sweepstakes as well, they didn't get him. And I think those two players would have made a big, a big time difference with that team, you know, turning them, you know, making them, helping them turn that corner. But again, I mean, with the way the Bucks are playing, and they're not even fully healthy, they're playing lights out. So imagine when Middleton gets there, you know, the Celtics are proving that, you know, they're, they're, they're taking steps, and that Brogdon trade is working out, even mm-hmm. even though he may isn't coaching them. So you know, we, I mean, Jason Tatum look like MVP right now. Yeah, you know, so like you said, them top two teams ain't slowing down. So I don't see it. You know, if I was a bet man right now, if I had to put money on the book to say what could the Heat beat any of those teams in a seven game series, the answer is no. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, you know, I mean, how long are you gonna you talk about the same roster? All I can think about is Haslam just collecting a check, man. I mean, twenty years. <laughs> For 20 years. Like, why are you still yeah, why this big coach? This big coach, dude. You have I, I know your league pension is set now. You can't need the money. At this point, you shouldn't need the money. If you still need no the money, way. we gotta talk about your finances, bro. Hey, no way, no way, man. So the Heat no gotta way. be the most loyal franchise in, in professional sports. Because they, they did the same thing with Juwan Howard. They did. They yeah, did exactly. they so long as he wanted to be. So hey. Yeah, hey, so, tweet his uh, own, man. Tweet his own, but we'll see. <laughs> Averaging one point three points a game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible, man. Kurt, is, your, is, it, is your mic low for Kurt? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Your mic is a little low. Oh, hold on. Is it still low? Is it still low? Yeah. Yeah, it's still low. All right, I'm gonna go on mute and see if I can fix it real quick. All right, well, we're going on break anyway, so we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna come back on the NFL segment and uh, we're gonna keep uh, Coach Mike Dub in the phone. He's gonna talk NFL with us in a minute and a half. We'll be back. Lockdown Defense family, Coach Defense here to announce that the flagship of the Sports Network, the Lockdown Defense podcast, is now broadcasting each and every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your popular platforms you get your podcast from. Giving you week-to-week real, edgy, raw, and unfiltered content of the NBA and NFL. And if you've been listening to me up to this point, it wouldn't be a show without Chargers and Lakers news. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for sports, look no further than the Lockdown Davis podcast. As a tribute to fans of the show, if you'd like any questions answered on the show, please send me a message on social media between Friday and Tuesday at 10 p.m. to be eligible on the show. On Instagram, I'm Lockdown Defense Sports. On Twitter, I'm Lockdown Defense. So catch me each and every week live on Sports Talk each and every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Standard Time. That's a new day and time for Sports Talk with Coach and Kurt. Catch me Wednesdays on the Wild Wild West podcast at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And, of course, the podcast on Thursdays at 10 a.m. So, like, comment, and subscribe to the channels if you have not already because I'm truly here until I get banned.
Now back to the show. All right, we are back. We are back with our NFL segment. So, uh, you know, we take we took a pivot from the basketball segment. The basketball segment was actually really good. So, if you had you didn't catch that in in live, check that replay out. Um, we got Coach Mike Dub in here hanging in with us for NFL wrap up. So, we've got a uh, an issue in America. <laughs> just say the least. Uh, we got an issue in America. So, the, the Cowboys decided to go into Lambeau Field this uh, past weekend, and uh, all this purpose is laying egg. Son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 so they uh were uh, were big time favorites in in the game against the Packers who hadn't played good football had been playing good football up to this point and um although Aaron Rodgers has had a good I guess you could say outing against the uh, the Cowboys in the past eight games I think he's like six and two against them um you know we everybody had the Cowboys pegged including us pegged to win the game right uh but they gave up a what a two touchdown lead and ended up losing the game by three hmm. so uh the Cowboys let America down again <laughs> so. So, uh, you know, getting getting my panel's opinion on the Cowboys going forward, what do we feel like they are at this point in time? Because I want to say that you know they've had a night, they had a nice little run with Cooper Rush uh, being the quarterback with Dak was hurt, but uh, they've had some ups, they've had some ups and downs. Like it hasn't been completely you know off the rails, but they've had some ups and downs since Dak's been back. So, how do you feel about the Cowboys as it stands today at at, at the uh, week ten mark? They irritate the hell out of me. <laughs> we can tell you tell about it, the state of your voice. <laughs> they, they grind my damn gears. Okay. Because, man, it's, it's that moment that you start to really believe that they are not what we thought they were, that they show us that they still the same damn team. And that's irritating. I really believe, I believe this is now from watching this this season. There's a formula for Dallas to win. And when they get outside that formula, they're mm-hmm. going to lose. There's no way Dak should throw the ball over 40 times. Matter of fact, he shouldn't throw it over 35. 35 or more. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. 35 or more Mm. is a recipe for disaster. You have Tony Pollard playing his tail off. Uh, Keep Dak under 35 total attempts. And if the rumors are true, Odell should be coming to the Cowboys because they definitely need another receiver. They need another receiver C.D. Lamb is not a number one. Um, he's a strong 1B, but he's not that 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 dude. He doesn't mm-hmm. run routes like that, and they miss Amari Cooper right now. I'm glad say, you said that. I'm say what you, you want that. about Amari Cooper and how he may or may not show up, but Amari Cooper was a technician when it came to running routes. And the difference mm-hmm. and between him and, yeah, yeah. and get open. The difference between him and C.D., if it's 7, 10, 15, he's going to be at that spot. True. He's going to cross that DB's face, and he's going to be in the place uh, that he's supposed to be. That one interception that Dak had, that was a receiver not being in the place he was supposed to be. Mm. But even with that, there's no reason. 
And if nobody knows this stat, here's a stat for people. When, De when Dallas entered the third quarter with a two-touchdown lead, they were 195-0. and zero. Mm. How in the hell, if you've <laughs> done it for 195 other times, how in the hell do you not do it this time? Mm -hmm. So, Cowboys, I see what you said, Rich. It Look, I was... I like what the Cowboys were doing. I like what Michael Parsons' 11 Take Me to Heaven was doing. But I think also we see the blueprint. And Mike McCarthy's dumb ass said <laughs> it. And now there's there's going to be the, these old offensive coordinators dialing it up. He gave the blueprint to beat them. Run the football against us and we're going to lose. Yeah. I can guarantee you, you're going to see offenses now run. And here's when I knew it was true. What we saw the week before as teams start to run more against Dallas mm -hmm. is giving Dallas hell. Yeah, it yeah. is. And you look at the division. I, I can tell. I can tell. You can tell. It got you, it got you tight in the chest. I can tell. Punch Mike McCarthy. You don't go back. You don't go back to a place that fired you. And, and you lay, end and up lay an egg. not only lay an egg, Aaron Rodgers walked into your hotel room and left money on the dresser and didn't even turn the lights off. He didn't even pull his <laughs> pants all the way down. He unzipped his pants and left money on the dresser and walked out. Didn't even <laughs> offer you a towel to clean up with. Sheesh. <laughs> Man. As the commanders fan on the panel, please tell me how you feel about the about the Cowboys. I mean, I mean, once again, being objective, you know, not not gonna let you know the big win for us cloud my judgment here. But oh, you, <laughs> gloat in it, sir. Gloat in it, though. Nah, right. I will. I will say Hell though. Me in uh, fantasy. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was amazed. I damn near ran around the whole house like, oh my god. Hey, so listen. yeah. Anything can happen, but I, I will say that uh, I think Coach hit, hit hit the nail on the on the head, man. They have an identity, and I think Dallas is in denial of that identity because mm -hmm. they are quote unquote America's team, and nobody wants to tune in four o'clock on a Sunday to watch them run the ball forty times. So it's like they 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 feel like they have to fit into their they they want to please the fans. It's almost yeah. like you know, Jerry Jones is like Vince McMahon. He wants to he wants to give the, the guy the, the fans a show. Yeah, you know, let's yeah. let let's let Dak throw for 404 touchdowns. But right. that ain't who he is. It's that's not, not that's not the, the the pedigree for this team. This team is a solid defensive team, right? At least you know they can rush the passer, they had a, a decent secondary, right. right? They can't stop the run that we're finding out. But mm -hmm. other than that, they're a solid defensive team. They can control the clock, they can run the ball, they got two two good backs. The, the O-line is playing well. They can get the play action game going if they want. It ain't gonna be an exciting game for the casual fan, but it'll win you football games. True. You know, and, and and I think I feel like they're in denial of that pedigree. And especially a game like last week, where they, they can get away with it on a one o'clock game against Detroit or something like that. They can get away with it then. But a four o'clock game, McCarthy going against Green Bay, yeah. prime yeah. time, they're not gonna get away with that. They yeah, that was America's game of the week. Yeah, you know, they, they want to throw for that 400. They want to do all that. And when they do that, that's when they get in trouble. So Coach Hitter hit it right on the head. If they want to win, they're going to have to embrace their identity. 
that they're not a Showtime Laker or whatever a best show on turf team. You're mm-hmm. a you're a ground and pound team, so ground and pound and get out of here with the win. Yeah, yeah, no lies told on either case. You know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I I I always told the line because everybody when I start talking about the Cowboys, bad every time I think I'm a hater, right? But you know, and I, again, I'm, I'm my team's not a division. I ain't got nothing to do with the Cowboys. You know, I just yeah. know bad when I see it or mediocre when I see it, and that's 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 typically what we're dealing with, and that's what we've been dealing with since '95. Nobody wants to agree with it, but 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 the people that are, are truthful, you know, on what's going, what's happening, and what's being put on the field, you know, yeah. like you said, it ain't flashy, but you also got to lend to the idea that they're paying Dak fifty million dollars. So you know, mm-hmm. you like if I'm paying fifty million dollars, you should be giving me fifty million dollars worth of you know production, and he's he's not that guy, yeah. you know, he's not that guy. But you had to pay him, or or or, or you know, be in a worse off situation. So yeah, I mean, but I think it needs to be a complimentary thing, you know. And I think he's. He, like to Coach Curry's point that he's missing his number one guy tomorrow because he looked way better from a passing perspective when he had tomorrow because he had a guy, the number one guy you can count on. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. People have to accept the idea that Coke, you know, how, how good quarterbacks are. Tom Brady's an enigma. Nobody yeah. in the league, no quarterback in the league is successful to a high degree without a number one receiver. Right. Ask Patrick Mahomes, ask Josh Allen, ask Aaron Rodgers, especially ask Aaron Rodgers right now. Ask Aaron Rodgers. Ask, uh, ask Justin Herbert with no Keenan Allen. You know, you know. I mean, you tell me, you take Debo Samuels off the foot now, they're a different team. So you need a good, a legit number one team to somebody you can count on when the chips are down. If you don't have that, you know, then your, your offense is going to look different. And it's going to yeah. look funky. And you have to go back to what's working and go back to the basics. And that, they just refuse to do it. Again, living on that insanity plea. You know, trying to do, keep doing the same thing, expect different results. It's not going to happen for you. The yeah. Raiders of the NFC. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one, BC. That's a good one. So, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to honestly truly be, you know, you know, not want to be sexy. Like you said, not want to be sexy and just win football games. That would miss the idea of them going further than they are because at this point, you look at teams in just in a division. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see what the commanders did last night. They got a propensity to run the ball when you, can, when you can't stop it. Yeah. The Eagles damn sure do. And yeah. Giants will Saquon do too. So you got three teams that's going to run it down, literally run it down your throat yeah. in the back end of the season. And if you can't do nothing about it, guess what? It's not going to result in a whole lot of wins. It's just not. Nope. Nope. It's just not. And then you got Dak coming off the rails and throwing picks, making games, giving the game away, or putting you back into the game. And that's going to lead to the idea that you're going to be, you know, Mark, 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 Mike McCarthy will be slamming more clipboards on the sideline. You see him slam that one after <laughs> the game this past week. So he can slam more clipboards, so. though. Yeah. He slammed it because he saw that Jerry Jones sent a text to Sean Payton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's waiting. He waiting. Listen, if he, they don't perform this year, he out of there. He gone. He out of there. So I, I don't know what's going, what's going, how this is going to end, but I don't know if it's going to end the way they think it's going to end. Yeah. You know, every, all the Cowboy fans were riding high when they were, you know, leading, when they were second in the division. Now it's, it's looking a little, look a little suspect. Look, I guess. Look, I can see them getting upset in the in the wild card round, and uh, you know, I, I see it happening. You know, and it that definitely was, don't look good that coming off that loss, then Washington wins. Yeah. Oh my God! Just yeah. yeah, Dallas, just go to bed, go to bed, <laughs> take <laughs> some Nyquil, and just go to bed. And I, I think we alluded to earlier. Let them meet the Forty ers again. Oh yeah, let them Listen, meet the 49ers again with that running game. That is the day. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say it right now. That's the most dangerous team in the NFC. Because yeah, Philly, Philly cannot stop the run, and Dallas cannot stop the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, who's left? You got Seattle. I, I like San Fran over Seattle. So, you know, I, I'm i just saying, they're, to me, they're the most dangerous team in the NFC. You muted, Kurt. 
You were talking, but you muted. Oh, no, I was saying when you said about the running games, mm. uh, Seattle's running game is lethal as well. It is. So it it's is. really, when you say Seattle, when you say San Francisco, right, you say the Giants, those are teams that Dallas, depending on how it falls, mm-hmm. they can meet one of these teams that have a very dominant run game. Yeah. And it could be it could be rough for them. And if they get kicked out the first round of the playoffs, man, this look, you got a small window. You got a small window. We did hold up BC and he said with a bunch of cardboard cutouts as backups. You're right. So yeah, that, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. You're right. We held up tough. We definitely held tough with you know, we just we just didn't have enough to, to get us over the hump. But right. Yeah, I, I I would say this. You talk about the Seattle because look like this. If everything, if nothing changed in that division, if Seattle wins this division, the Cowboys mm-hmm. definitely not going to win the division. I think we all agree on that. Yeah. They're not going to win the division. So they're going to have to go on the road for the playoffs. Yeah. So they got to go to Seattle and, and yeah. dead dead of winter and then face that run game. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Yeah. No more walk, walk is a problem. Yeah. You only got to worry about the 49ers. Seattle will take care of that. You're right. Yeah. So, right. That's what yeah. it takes. One bad matchup. That's it. That's it. So, yeah, we'll see how it goes down the road. But I, I don't like the Dallas chances. I don't. Listen, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you now, looking at their schedule, they can lose. There, There's four games that could be losses for them mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you go to Seattle in the cold, the 12th man, and the mm-hmm. way Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker are playing, mm-hmm. it ain't good times. So. It ain't. Yeah. It ain't. And that's 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 ready made for Pete Carroll's offense. Yeah. yeah. Ready yeah. made. Ready made. All right, so let's talk about another cold weather team. Son of a <laughs> bitch again. I know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. Listen, I'm, I, I won't I, pick them again. <laughs> piss me off. I, I was gonna be pissed off about this one. Coach Kirk got me beat. I was thought I was pissed off about this one, but my guy Josh Allen yet again mm-hmm. and, and fell off the wagon. You know, so he's like, it's, he, he has a he has a reckless crack addiction. Like you know, people. <laughs> Like, you try to keep him on a straight and narrow. You just, you just don't want him to go off and, and, and smoke that reckless pipe again. But every time you leave him by himself, he come back looking crazy. And you Josh Allen is back. Gator. <laughs> I can dance for your mama. I can dance. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's listen, I can't see it now. Josh Allen is Gator. <laughs> Oh man! Josh Allen is Gator. <laughs> that was way funny. It was supposed to be. Oh my god! Oh, Josh Allen is Gator. You're right. Oh man! Oh man! Listen, that is a good one. <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought on that one. That was a good one. But yeah. Yes, Josh Allen is is he refuses to, to kick that reckless addiction crack pipe. He, he's refused to do it. He was reckless in college. Yeah. You know, his first couple, year and a half in the, in the league, he was reckless. He got Brian Dayball. Brian Dayball kind of, you know, worked his issues out and kind of kept him, you know, you know, from you know getting too, you know, too uh out of sorts. Let me just put yeah. it that way. But Brian Dayball's now gone, and all of a sudden now the you know, he's you saying your, your stuff is missing, you know, your TV's missing, you know, your, your cleats and stuff is missing, and, and Josh is nowhere to be found. He's, 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 in the back, 
<laughs> in the back of the bathroom. <laughs> in the back of the bathroom, trying not to smoke that regular pipe, and just can't. He like he like Pookie in New Jack City. He just can't not do it. He can't do it, man. So, yeah. So, uh, oh man, you're right, BC. It's, it, that that was a good. One. Coach Coach Curry, he did that around here. He's gated. Oh man, but the problem is that you know they're so they're so codependent on Josh to do everything. Yeah. I feel like he almost he's, he's pressing to a degree as well. Like having a, a, a slightly reckless demeanor. On top of the fact that he has to press to try to win games, mm-hmm. it's, costing, it's costing them games. They've literally lost four games now where they shouldn't have. Yep. Yeah. They, they shouldn't have lost. They shouldn't have lost to the Jets. They shouldn't have lost to the Bill. I mean the uh, Dolphins. They shouldn't have lost to the Vikings. You know, so that's three games. What is season three or season yes. four? They lost the Jets, Jet, Jets, lost Dolphins, Jets, Vikings, and the Chiefs. They lost to the Chiefs, right? Oh, they beat the no. Chiefs. They, they beat the only Chiefs. lost three games. So they lost three. So those three games yeah. they shouldn't have lost. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so how? So I, I think we kind of agree that it, it's it's a lot on Josh Allen, but I'm I'm gonna lean to the idea of what you think can be done to fix this issue because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be I'm gonna go on record as saying that if they're gonna be this reckless going forward, they're in trouble because everybody yeah. has them pegged as being Super Bowl contenders. They're in trouble if they if they can't iron this out. So, what do you think is gonna be able? What's, what do you think they have to do to be able to fix this issue? I mean, I, I hate sounding like a broken record, but I, I, I really, I'm a firm believer that championship teams can run the ball. Tell I mean, me. like that, like it, like championship teams can run the ball. I mean, and you look at, you don't. There's no need to be reckless when you have a lead like they had Sunday. There's no mm-hmm. need to be reckless and and throw picks in the in the red zone when you have you know a running game mm-hmm. like they would have had Sunday. If you can punch that thing in in the red zone, if you can, you know, stop scoring so quick that your defense is on the field, so you know, or stop having these quick three and outs, so right. the defense is back on the field that quick. You have to be able to manage the game, and you just can't always manage a game throwing sixty times a game all the time. That's and Josh right. Allen can't be your only run game. You know, That's I know they'll probably right. say, "Well, well, we're have the so and so rush deep rush offense in the league," and so well, how much of that is on scrambles and breakdown plays? You know, mm-hmm. so you have to be able to just like. And I, I know I'm dating myself, but I love a team that can just get under center and just run the ball down your throat. There you know, it is. I'm not saying you have to live and die by it, but when it's the fourth quarter, when it's a cold weather game, when you're yep. in the red zone, I, it drives me crazy seeing these shotgun snaps in the red zone, or yep. you know, on 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 fourth and one, or mm-hmm. you know, in the goal line inside the two yard line, and we're doing shotgun snaps. It drives me crazy. Get under center. Get a fullback if you need to. Whatever, punch it down there. You have to be able to do that. And I mean, they're just not a team that's a running team. That's just not. We talked about DNA. That's not their DNA. I know there was talk about them trying to get a guy at the trade deadline. Obviously, that didn't happen. They're still, you know, they they got out went and got uh Cook's brother in the draft. Mm-hmm. He's not really, you know, panning out to be what they what they have. And just the type of backs that they have, they're more receiving backs. They're like extra receivers. Almost. Yeah, yeah. So. Just the way the team is set up, I, I mean, they're set up to be wrecked. They live and die by Josh. And when you live and die by Josh, you got to, I mean, you got to admit that you're going to win some games with him, but you're going to lose some games with him. And the thing about the NFL is all it takes is that one. Right. In January, all it takes is that one reckless mistake, and now they're at home. It happened last year against, you know, it wasn't really him, but, you know, they, they didn't pull out the, the win when they needed to. It happened one time, no matter how good they are, and it can happen again. So, like I said, I hate sounding like a broken record, but 
the fact that they can't run the ball, the fact that they don't have a team that can just line up and, you know, control the clock, do what they need to do, get off the field, get a win, that's, to me, what is kind of being there, the thing that's holding them back. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. Look. <clears throat> Go ahead. I'm disappointed in two things. Your quarterback should not be 82% of your offensive production. No, it should not. I don't care how. I don't care what it is. Your quarterback should not be 82% of the production. And we have not. I'm going to equate the Buffalo Bills right now of looking like the Houston Oilers when they were the, the fun and gun team. Mm-hmm. Yes, they look good. They throw the ball around. They they give you flashes. But when it comes down to it, as Coach Mike Dub was saying, there are moments where getting under center and just running the ball is worth more. Even if you're only getting two or three yards, it's worth more of being it's worth more to do that because you can you can control the clock, mm-hmm. you can wear teams down, and you can set things up or you can end the game. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills should have should have taken a blueprint from Green Bay and how Green Bay just stuck with the run. Yeah. Uh throughout for the game. For better for, better or, for, worse. Or, for worse, they mm-hmm. stuck with the run. And I'm disappointed, and I'm going back to why I'm disappointed again. Devin Singletary. Sometimes teams say we don't have a running game because they don't stay true to the running game yeah. and let the running game mature throughout mm-hmm. the whole game. Right. right. Yeah. You're wanting you're wanting six, seven yards a clip sometimes, mm-hmm. and that may not happen into the third and fourth quarter after you've established it and just stay consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Devin Singletary had 13 carries, 40 yards, two touchdowns, mm-hmm. of which he did not have a carry in the second half. Mm. See? You're See? up 24 to 10 going into the third quarter and a running back who scored two touchdowns Mm -hmm. does not touch the ball again. A lot of times you are too intelligent as an offensive play caller for your own good. And you Mm -hmm. have to, you start wanting to get fancy instead of, as Brian said, cough, cough, Lombardi Mm -hmm. staying true to just, Hey, what's got us here. This, this, this game running the football, let Singletary get eight more, nine more carries. Let mm-hmm. Cook. Cook had four carries for 22 yards. He got a four running backs in roster. Why the hell are you not using them? You yeah. got Isaiah McKenzie. You got James Cook. You got Devin Singletary. What? If that nothing calls. else. Yes. You got 10 carries apiece. Let it be 40 yards. Mm-hmm. You lost last year when uh, the Patriots only threw the football two times. It shows you that the running game can be affected. I look at their schedule. They have eight games. Five of them, they could lose. Mm, Five of them, they can lose. If they go back to this, oh, we got to let Josh Allen throw it all over the field. Richie Rich said this. How do you have a quarterback sneak? You're winning, Mm -hmm. and you fumble on the one-yard line and you mm-hmm. give Minnesota the opportunity to get back in the game. Hello. That is, again, stop over-coaching and being a, a play caller too smart for your own good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a good one. And what yeah. bothers me the most about this team, and I've been preaching about this running game for three years. Coach Kurt, you know this. I've been talking yes. about this whole yes. the fact that they don't run the ball for three years, and it's going to be the Achilles heel, right? And right. we're seeing it again. But how the hell are you a Northeastern team and you don't have a running game? You're, you're playing like you're a Florida team. Right. You're playing like a Florida team, but you're a cold weather team. Yeah. Like, right. how do you not? And then what bothers me even more so, and I was telling the guy I work with, he's a Bills fan, right? I was like, y'all were running the ball in the first half, and it was working. Yeah. yeah. It was working. That was Singletary was getting off. Yeah. And he stopped you stopped going to him. And then one, then you then he fumbled once controversially. It was controversial to fumble, but he fumbled, right? And you yeah. didn't give him the ball again. You didn't touch the ball yeah. again. Come on, man. You, I mean, if anything else, you gotta lean on somebody else. Lean on Cook. Yeah. Lean on Moss. Lean on somebody if you don't have faith in Singletary to carry the workload. Yeah. yeah. But regardless of you shouldn't be called quarterback runs and, and, and having Josh scramble on all of y'all because sooner or later. It's gonna catch up to you. Ask, yeah. ask Robert Griffin the third. As fast as you can be, and elusive and tough as you can be, some sooner or later, the injury got the injury bugs gonna come call. Yeah. Oh yeah, they catch up to you. It's gonna yeah. catch up to you. So, you know, understand that you need to get ahead of it and not have it bite you in the ass, and then realize that we shouldn't have been running Josh as much. Yeah. Yep. You know, then you then you wondering why? Because I mean, Super Bowl bubble ain't ain't a long time. Yeah. You think you think the you think the NFL stands not for long? The Super Bowl bubble is way lo- less than that. Oh yeah. Way less than that. So if you don't you don't capitalize now, you can never see it again. And we know what happens if Case Keenum becomes the quarterback. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I mean, how good defense is that's not Super Bowl winning team. I don't know that with that. So yeah. So yeah, we'll see, man. But I, yeah. I I'm I'm concerned about it. And I think that they gotta figure it out. I mean, but with two with here with two different and it's weird too. You got you got a defensive defensive coach, head coach, mm-hmm. you got a good offensive coordinator. And nobody's figured out the idea that they need to run the ball and stay with it. I don't get it. But like you exactly. said, they just get too they get too uh comfortable or they, they get too uh they overcoach. Yeah, oh, yeah. they overcoach in a sense. So they I think themselves. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, that's too. <laughs> that's too. Gator out there dancing for the coordinators. <laughs> I still got it. Ken Dorsey, I still got it. <laughs> yeah, it's rough out there in these streets, boy. I tell you. Mm-hmm. I tell you, so we'll see how it goes, man. But I, they need to fix it, fix it fast. Yeah. Um, and they got a they, they got a game where they can fix it because the Browns' run defense is suspect. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. start with that. Start imposing your will. And start running the ball and getting downhill with them, and then that, and build on it from there. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you don't, but let's be real. Let's if they had a running game in that Chiefs game, they played in the playoffs. If they could have yeah. slowed the yeah. game down once they got up and ran That's the it. ball, they yeah. win the game. Yeah. That's they it. The they win That's the game. It. So. Cause you're not you're not going to win a shootout with the Chiefs. No, and they they got as close as they could be, but you're not going to win a shootout with the Chiefs. No, no, you know, and you just you put yourself in, in that situation. You got to be able to win multiple multiple ways. Agree. And I think yeah, right now they they're just a little bit too one dimensional. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Cool. So we can we can end that right there. I like that. Yeah. All right. So moving over real quick to a uh, topic, a uh, third topic for the NFL wrap up. Uh, it looks like although Jalen had a little rough one uh, Monday night. Um, it looks like we've turned the tide and we've left Josh Allen off the list, obviously, in the MVP race, although we hadn't paid at the beginning of the season. Um, is the is there MV, three-headed MVP race with Mahomes, Jalen, and Tua at this moment? Look, uh, I'll say this. It might be a four-man race if Justin Fields keeps playing mm. the way he's playing. Uh-huh. He, he's slowly gaining ground quickly, but... Uh, my opinion, I, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I, I give a lot of credit and he's the front runner in mm-hmm. a lot of people's voting. I still am disappointed that 
Jalen Hurts is not getting the credit that he deserves. Barring that last game, Jalen has played lights out. Yes. Uh, and for some reason, he cannot get love from people when it comes to the MVP race. And some and some voters don't even have him top five. That's insane. And that's amazing to me. That's but, insane. You know, right now I can see, you know, and Brian said it's it's a two headed race with uh, Mahomes and Tua, mm-hmm. or Tua uh, shouldn't be there. Tyreek should, right? Uh, but in this case, Mike McDaniel's has done an amazing job of putting Tua in great places and positions and play mm-hmm. calling, and it shows. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's. Tua has thrown for 300 yards. Three, he's had a 392 game, multiple six touchdowns, touchdown game, six touchdown game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tua has played well, and I think the only thing that's really hurting Tua is the injury that he had, the concussion mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. he received that had him out a couple games. But um, I think Mahomes, just based off consistency, and he's a big name, is why he's leading it. Uh, but for me, it's if I had a vote, it would be Jalen. Mahomes and Tua. Okay. Yeah. What you got, my uh, I agree. I think Mahomes is, is suffering from almost like that Jordan syndrome where you kind of grade him on a curve. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can, win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, technically you can give it to Mahomes every year. He's always going to be the MVP. Um, yeah. So, you know, out of them three, he's been the most consistent, you know, the best. So you can't argue if you had him number one. I think mm-hmm. last night definitely hurt Jalen, and and it it sucks because he's in a position to where, you know, the smallest thing it's like playing it's, it's basically like playing for a mid major in you know college football, yep. where it, you know everybody is is for some reason like like Coach said they're just not going to give him his credit. So mm-hmm. one bad game can knock him off, and now all of a sudden he's out the race, and yeah. it shouldn't be right. that way because. I think he, in my opinion, before last night, he was probably my vote to win it. And then, uh, you know, for Tua, working against him, I think it's his weapons because everybody's going to say, well, you know, look at all the help he has. But you got to give Tua credit. He hasn't lost that he's a, a, a game that he's yeah, he's finished. Game. He hasn't lost. Yeah, got yeah. to say that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so technically, he, you know, he's undefeated, undefeated in the games that he's finished. Um, that shouldn't go, you know, unrecognized. And things like that. But if I had to vote, I would say Jalen, Mahomes, Tua, and uh Jefferson as a close fourth. JJ this thing, man. You know, yeah, I, yeah. obviously for a receiver to even be in the in the conversation, that's not even, you know, something if, if Cup didn't get it last year, then JJ ain't gonna get it this year. That's but, true. You know, exactly. yeah, people feel like the only quarterbacks can win the award, obviously. Apparently. Yeah, you know, apparently. So but uh, you know, definitely, you know, there are some some guys in there that that you can throw in. But for for some reason, it just seems like this isn't a year that I've seen guys step up and just take it. You know what I mean? Like, not yet, not we, yet. Yeah, we we haven't seen anybody have that defining moment. Keep mm. thinking about you know college football. You have that defining Heisman moment. Uh-huh. NFL, I haven't seen that one defining moment to separate one guy from the pack. So, out of this list, I would say Jalen. And once again, just because you got to grade Mahomes on a, on a curve, because you could give it to Mahomes every year, technically. Right. And I thought this too, actually, as well, talking about Jalen. Now, you know, they gave it to Aaron Rodgers last year because of his efficiency and their record, right? Yeah. Jalen's in that same boat. Absolutely. He's got the numbers, the low interception numbers, high touchdown numbers. He's doing a um, dual threat running and passing. 
Yeah. And, you know, his team is the top, he's got the best record in the league. Yep. So if that maintains, how do you not consider it? That's 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 ludicrous to me. Yeah. Like you said, he, he for some reason he just don't get the respect. They don't put no respect on his name. Shout out to Birdman. No respect on his name for some reason. But you know, his best his best motivation is to prove everybody wrong at this point. You know, come back out other that other bounce back off that commander's loss and, and show everybody why why y'all are eight and eight and whatever. So yeah. yeah, so we'll see. But I mean I'm rooting for Jalen, but you know, if the numbers are what they are and Mahomes is the number one team in the AFC when that's to me that's a stronger conference and they've had a tougher schedule. Yeah. I think you have to give it to Mahomes. To be yeah. honest, you know, and I think that you argue, like you said, you would argue the idea of Tua just basically throwing to wide open guys all night because nobody can cover Tyreek and Jalen. <laughs> right. So, right. you know, you know, you, you would you argue they could go to Tyreek or Tua. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, when it's not clear cut that he can get it done to no matter what, you know, you always I question the idea whether or not Tua should be in the race, in my opinion. But right. you know, I would think that just by numbers alone, he got to be in the conversation. Got to be in the conversation. Okay. All right, so let's move on to the games of the week real quick as we wrap up here. <laughs> now, silver lining for me in, in, in a bad week for me in fantasy and pick them, I did go four and two. Kurt went two and four. But it, but, but the ironic thing is, his ass beat me in fantasy football in real life. <laughs> so, you, know, I'm, I, you know, I'm second in the damn league. He lasts and he beats me. Right? And, and, you know, I just can't win for losing. I'm game. You know, so I did. I did close the gap a little bit. I'm 16 and 14. He's 17 and 13. But you know, so it is. You know, I'm closing the gap slowly but surely on him. But mm-hmm. um, so so this week, you know, we got the games of the week here. Let me uh, let me bring this up. Can we everybody can see it? So the Titans. Uh, this is a Thursday night game, I believe. Titans yeah. and the Packers, and the Packers are favored by two and a half. That's so, a surprise. Yeah. 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 It is. It is. I'll take that. I'll take the Packers. Packers. Okay. What you got, Mike Dub? I take the Titans. I like the Titans defense. Okay. Um, yeah, I, take I, will, I will preface this by saying Jeffrey Simmons has been hurt. Kristen Fulton and Caleb Harley are out as well. They got the two top yeah. corners are missing. Yeah, just, just yeah. to let you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm still. I, I think. I think it was a fluke for Green Bay. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. and it sounds crazy saying that fluke for Green Bay, but I know it, it does sound know, crazy. They just they they're still too young for now. They can. You can stick with that running game. Then anything can happen. But I like the Titans defense. I like that pedigree. What Vrabel has those guys doing. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Tennessee. Yeah, I'm. I'm torn. I mean, it, it is. It is in Lambeau. It's gonna be cold Thursday night. Yeah. You know, but the Titans are built. You know, for cold weather games too. So, um, they do got that 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 train wreck uh, or of a of a running back by the name of Derrick Henry. Don't nobody um, want to tackle him in thirty degree weather. That's a grown man. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Was it the Titans that went to Lambeau a few couple of years ago and beat them in the snow? I wouldn't be surprised if it was. When they had AJ, when they said AJ, I feel like they did. I thought they ran yeah. ran them off the field. Yeah, they probably did. Probably okay. did. Okay, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go Titans as well because the, the whole them winning by three thing kind of bothers me because they the Titans can stop the run. I give you that. So they ain't gonna be able to do what they did to the Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? But uh, and again, the the you know the the Packers pass game has been suspect. I mean, they, first time they bit a pass the ball all year was last week, so. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go with the, I'm gonna go to Titans with Mike Dub. So coach is the lone wolf on the Packers. <laughs> okay. So we got the Browns then. Now the line is crazy with this one. Browns. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, never, I'm never voting for Gator again. <laughs> <laughs> I done went 0 and two. Yeah, we both have. Yes. We both have full of the damn, damn line of the Bills. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. This, I think this is a bounce back game for the Bills, you know, because they minus nine or they got to win by ten points. 
Yeah, I don't know about ten. I don't know about them covering. I, yeah, that's 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 a tough line. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about them covering. I, I think I'll take the Browns to cover, but the the, the Bills with the outright win though. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. That'll work. That'll work. All right. So now we got the Eagles that minus nine to have against the Jeff Saturday led Colts at Indy. I don't ever feel good about this big of a gap ever. I've never, I've I've been owing whatever against the gap, but I'm, I'm like Coach Mike does. I believe the Eagles will win, but I don't feel from what I've seen last week with the Colts and Jeff Saturday and that interim coach, you know, lure and energy. I'm not going to say they're going to beat the Colts by ten. Okay, so you want to take the Colts in the points? Yeah. Okay. Short week, short week for the Eagles, and uh, I mean the one thing, the one hold that I have seen is them stopping the run. Okay. And uh, you know, and obviously, yeah, and obviously, it, look, mm-hmm. when Jeff Saturday got the ball, let's say, Lord have mercy, they about to run the run the ball sixty times a game. Mm-hmm. The offensive lineman as the head coach, so yeah, I think this is a, a as good of a matchup that the Colts will want. I don't know about that nine and a half, and uh, so I, I, I'm I'm the same as coach. I think the Eagles will win, but I think it'll be a close one. Okay. All right, so we both with the coach. We were taking the coach in the points. Yeah, for the spread. Okay. All right, so we got the Cowboys minus two at the Vikings. This ought to be a good one. No, I'm not taking Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, what, what time is this game? That, that's a good question too. What time is this game? Because, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins don't do good in prime time. Is this a four o'clock or, or eight o'clock game? Uh-huh. We got an eight o'clock game on Sunday night, but I know it's not eight o'clock game on Sunday, but. It Let's might see. be might be one o'clock. 125. There's oh, one, one o'clock game. One o'clock game. Okay. All right. So he that's Kirk Cousins is safe then. So he might play well. Yeah. I got Kirk. Yeah, I got I got the Vikings. Yeah, got the Vikings? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So two Vikings. All right. Oh. And they're at Minnesota and yeah. Dallas is coming off this damn loss. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh man, I, 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 are you gonna points? be the long wolf? I might be with the Cowboys three. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they the favorite though, so yeah, I don't know. It's kind of tough. I mean, I, I just can't. Kirk Cousins always gives me pause. Like you know me, I can't. I can't put my money on Kirk Cousins for some reason. Right. I just can't do it. He didn't need to cost me too much money already. Right. I, just, I don't give a damn. If they eight one nine and one. I don't give a damn. They just it's still Kirk Cousins. Okay. Um, but Justin Jefferson is Justin Jefferson though, and that That's running game is still. Yeah, well, that one have a good day. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Vikings. I, I, I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going to cost myself a victory just because I can't stand Kirk Cousins. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Vikings on that one. All right, so we got the Chiefs and the Chargers. The Chiefs are favored by minus seven. Chiefs. Chiefs winning and covering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, what's I, have we heard anything from? Uh, is Keenan Allen coming back this year? Is Mike there's Williams a, playing? There's a possibility that they both might play. <clears throat> they both play. I take. I guess I can't even do that. <laughs> I'm gonna take the charges. You know, I'm okay. gonna take the charges. Surprise! Okay. I'm gonna take the charges. Okay, all right. I'm not sure we'll win, but I'm gonna take us the, the cover. We're not we're not covering that seven. I think we're gonna lose. We lose gonna be less than seven points. So I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm long wolf again. Okay, yeah, you are. Well, all right. So last one is the 49ers at the Cardinals. The 49ers are favored by my, by seven. Hell yeah! You, how you how you fire a running back who just started for you? I know. They and you released him. Release. Yeah, that, re- that release was kind of suspect. I don't know about that. Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. what's Kyler Murray's injury? Hamstring. It- Hamstring. Oh, oh shit. Coke. No, I'm still going with the 49ers. Okay. So they got to win by eight now. Just letting you know. Yeah. Porn star Jimmy is looking good again. 
<laughs> yeah, they I, I, like I said, the Forty Nine is a my my team in the NFC. Okay. I think they're about to ride this thing to, to and through the playoffs. Okay. So, all right, uh, so we all on the Forty Nine then. I'll take that. I'll take that. So. I got the Titans, Browns, Colts, Vikings, Chargers, 49ers. Mike Dove got Titans, Browns, Colts, Vikings, Chargers, 49ers. And Kirk got Packers, Browns, Colts, Chiefs. And what did I, I miss one? I, missed I one. got the oh, Packers, Vikings, Browns, Vikings. Colts, Vikings. Vikings, yeah, yeah, Vikings. Chiefs, Vikings. Okay. and 49ers. Got it. Okay. Cool. All right. So there it is. All right. So um, we'll see if I can make up any ground in these standards, man, because I'm still, <laughs> I'm still getting whooped. But um, we appreciate Coach Mike Dell for joining yes, us. Sir. Again, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, good brother. And we got to bring you back sometime later in the future. Of the course. To be uh, above 500 by then. <laughs> Listen, prayers up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prayers up, but always good to be here. Yes, appreciate sir. you. Appreciate you. So um, next week, we're going to do another spirited episode talking about uh, NBA and NFL news, as always. So in the meantime, in between time, I'm Coach D. That's Coach Mike Dub and Kyrie Johnson, aka Coach Kurt. Until <laughs> next week, we'll see you when we see you. Step up and lock it down. <laughs>